Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by the world's most successful people to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist, the founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. Today's episode is another mini episode, and I am focusing today on thinking about what does the future of work look like post-COVID, and I there are three things that I've been thinking about. So uh, a couple of months ago, uh, I was sent a meme that asked the question, who led the digital transformation of your company? A, the CEO. B, the CTO, or C, COVID-19? You can probably guess which answer was circled and you may have seen this meme yourself. Now, courtesy of COVID-19, we're now six or seven months into the biggest experiment ever run on remote working. And some people have thrived, hello introverts, while others are desperate to get back to the office, hello untrusting managers. Now, while every organisation is different, here are three of my predictions about how we might work in the future. So firstly, I think that asynchronous communication will trump synchronous communication. And by asynchronous communication, I mean communication that doesn't have to happen at the same time. So things like email um, or working on a collaborative document like a Google Doc, um, as opposed to synchronous communication, which is things like meetings and uh, phone conversations and things like that. So a recent Gartner poll showed that 48% of employees will likely work remotely at least part of the time after COVID-19 versus only 30% saying that they'll work remotely pre-pandemic. So working remotely comes with many benefits such as eliminating time spent commuting, being able to spend more time with your family and also wearing pyjamas to work. Let's not forget about that benefit. But many workplaces have simply switched face-to-face activities into virtual ones. So this is why we're experiencing death by Zoom. And according to research by Microsoft, virtual meeting fatigue is indeed a real phenomenon, which sets in at about the 30-minute mark. Uh, I recently had GitLab's head of remote, Darren Murph, on how I work. You can uh, go back a few episodes to listen to that one. And he pointed out that we are hardwired for synchronous, synchronous communication from a very early age at school. So he said to me that synchronicity is the default for a lot of people because it feels productive. It makes you feel like you're contributing meaningfully to the organization. But these types of meetings and ad hoc interruptions are massively disruptive to the bottom line. It's really difficult to get into a state of flow and make meaningful progress on any type of work if you're constantly being interrupted is what Darren spoke about. So instead, organizations need to default to asynchronous communication such as email and as I said, collaborative documents such as Google Docs. Um, When you've got a bias towards asynchronous communication, which is one of the sub-values at GitLab, uh, it allows for a more inclusive chorus of voices to contribute to a project is how Darren described it. And it also means less interruptions. Now, the second thing I think is going to be really important in the future of work is building a workplace community um, is going to become super important. So most people haven't realized that they don't 
or rather most people have realised that they don't want to be in the office all of the time, but nor do they want to work from home 100% of the time. So the new normal will most likely involve a hybrid model where work location is highly flexible. So in the past, having a central office where people gathered was key to building a work community and culture. Now that work is more flexible and most probably staying that way, organisations need to think about how to build a strong sense of community within teams and across their entire company, given that they can't rely on a central office doing this. So instead of believing that co location is key to community, the importance of intangible things such as shared values become more important. Because when people share values, it helps breed connections to each other. And employees who lack this feeling of being part of a community are more likely to look for work elsewhere. Okay, a final prediction, which is the death of perceived hierarchy. So, Something about remote work is that it is the great equaliser. We are all working from our studies or bedrooms or living rooms and we're all just a face on a screen with a view into our personal worlds. Like no one can sit at the head of the table anymore. So leaders who have embraced the meshing of their personal world with their working persona have really flourished during this time. They've been able to build high quality connections such as Uh, what Professor Jane Dutton describes with their team. And these high quality connections lead us to feeling more open and confident and alive. When organisations do move back to the office, at least in part, leaders need to deliberately maintain these connections and be mindful of signals that they may indicate moving back to the strict hierarchy. So instead, deliberately embrace the inclusivity that is bred through the remote environment. So while it's tempting to return to the way things were, I think that leaders who embrace these positive changes that COVID-19 has given all of us are going to be the ones that really thrive in this new working world. So that is it for today's show. If you liked today's episode, maybe share it with someone that you think might also find it interesting. And uh, a big thank you for everyone that has left reviews for how I work on Apple Podcasts. You're all awesome. Um, It really does make my day reading your reviews and kind words that you have to say about the podcast. So thank you so much. And I will see you next time.